Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past So what do you think about what's going on? Well, in response to the mass shooting, just as the media is directing me to, I'd like to jump to the conclusion that we should ban all guns before I have a chance to think about how that only affects law-abiding citizens while doing nothing to address the underlying cause of mental illness and evil behind mass shootings. Yeah, I think we should ban guns too. Yes, it would make a lot of sense to have people with guns take our guns. But sometimes I think- Whoa, wait a minute there, extremists. Just hear me out. Sometimes I think if they want to outlaw guns in order to prevent murder, why don't they just- outlaw murder they already have and the criminals still break the law they do then are we sure the criminals that break the law would be willing to just obey a new law about guns i think we're supposed to just think so i mean i can only assume that someone who's willing to murder another person would probably have a moral compass that says hey killing a person is great and all but possessing an object i'm not supposed to that's just crossing a line not gonna do it. Makes sense when we look at it through the lens of that very limited, unlikely perspective. Sure does. Instead of waiting for the leftists who politicize the tragic loss of life to convince the media, to convince the masses, to convince the government to confiscate our guns, maybe we should just voluntarily turn in our guns. Yes, and maybe we should turn in all our food and private property rights too, just to be safe. I'm pretty sure that's already in process. You know, one alternative theory to what the media is telling us- Whoa, hold it right there, extremist. Good point. But just stay with me for a second on this one. One theory is that power-hungry authoritarians use PSYOP programs like MKUltra to program mentally unstable people to do mass shootings so the authoritarians can then politicize them and justify to the public why guns are being taken. And then they have total tyrannical control over citizens who cannot defend themselves against them. Okay, Mr. Tinfoil Hat. Now, PSYOPs and MKUltra might be proven programs that the government has used, but they're just conspiracy theories. You think so? Yeah, I think calling those realities conspiracy theories as their subjects that I do not understand is a viable way of engaging in intellectual discourse about them so that I don't have to do any research beyond the current level of knowledge that I already have. I'd also like to discount those realities as conspiracy theories because it's just easier than starting the journey of learning about what I don't currently know about. And by being unwilling to learn about anything new, that's how we grow more certain of ourselves. Hey, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Calculus. I don't know anything about it, and I feel completely unwilling to learn. What about you? The clitoris is my favorite conspiracy theory. I've never found one, and I have no ambition to learn where they actually exist at. Well, in addition to claiming they don't exist, I speculate that one day they'll find them on pregnant men somewhere. But do you know what doesn't sit well with me? Um... I don't know, like the stone-cold hard reality of XY chromosomes and double X chromosomes? Also a conspiracy theory, so no. 
But it's just that if authoritarians with guns keep telling us that guns are so bad, why do they need guns? I mean, probably just so they can use them. True. But have you ever heard of history? I don't read books. I just burn them. Thank you for your censorship. But I accidentally learned about history once, and when I did, I learned that only tyrannical regimes disarm their populations. And when they do, those governments inflict terrible control, violence, and killing onto their now disarmed populations. For example, well, for example, in 1911, Turkey established gun control. And then from 1915 to 1917, 1.5 million Armenians now unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and exterminated. And in 1929, the Soviet Union established gun control. Then from 1929 to 1953, 20 million people unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. What do you mean exterminated? Murdered. Oh, well, those are just two examples. And China established gun control in 1935. Then from 1948 to 1952, 20 million political dissidents unable to defend themselves, were rounded up and killed. Oh, and the people in China still exist under a brutal regime today. Oh, wait a minute. Germany also established gun control in 1938. And then from 1939 to 1945, 13 million Jews and others who were unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Huh. I wonder if Hitler purposely disarmed the population so he could tyrannically take over and kill all people opposed to him. It's probably just a coincidence. But also Cambodia established gun control in 1956. Then from 1975 to 1977, one million educated people were rounded up and killed because they were unable to defend themselves. Is my shirt on straight? Yep. Good. And Guatemala established gun control in 1964. Then from 1964 to 1981, 100,000 Mayan Indians unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. Oh, and it's probably not significant, but Uganda established gun control in 1970. Then from 1971 to 1979, 300,000 Christians unable to defend themselves were rounded up and exterminated. 56 million people rounded up and exterminated in the 20th century because of gun control? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but that could never happen here. Yeah, that's what all those people throughout history said. But it couldn't ever really happen here. They said that too. But seriously, I mean, that couldn't ever really happen here. Oh, well, when you put it like that, I'm convinced. Yeah, and besides, the authoritarians that want to ban guns in our country are saying it's for our protection. I can only assume that in all those authoritarian regimes that you mentioned that did all the killing, that they had a different honest message for their populations about why they were being disarmed. You think? Yeah, it was probably something like, Hey, we're gonna take all your guns so that we can control every aspect of your life and easily kill those of you who don't comply. No, it says here all those regimes also had a we're banning guns for your protection type of messaging too. <laughs> don't be a conspiracy theorist. Another good point. Then that means this history book must be inaccurate because it reveals a pattern that's currently unfolding in this country that's uncomfortable to think about. Exactly, that's totally false. We should 100% turn in all our guns, like ban them all. Yeah, I feel the coercion to agree with you. 
But do you think an even better idea could be that if the authoritarians with guns turn in their guns first, and then we the people turn in our guns? No, it just feels easier to trust the people that we know lie to us on a consistent basis. Hmm, just imagine how much better off we'll be without the only constitutional right that allows us to protect ourselves. Yeah, and if history has taught us anything, which it hasn't, it's that banning guns will work out much differently this time. Yep. Can't wait. How is your volume? Is it a little too loud or is it good? Say something for right now. Hello. You're good and loud. All right, so are you. All right, well, back out of any sort of YouTube jail. I don't believe that we have any sort of uh, restrictions on us now. Maybe shadow banned, but we're small enough. Hopefully it doesn't matter. Um, but real fast. Um, let me pull up my notes here. All right. So we should be recording. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. Uh, it's been a little while, but we had to do a little bit of restructuring of the show. Uh, not, not necessarily selling out, though we are more than happy to sell out. <laughs> but uh, we got restricted on YouTube, and then there was dangers of suspension and stuff. So we uh, took a little time, supposedly, to try to beat the algorithm. We're going to do a few things a little bit differently. Uh, we're not going to stop talking about stuff, but, like, there's some little rules, like not cussing in the first 90 seconds. Yeah, no no, no F-bombs, like, right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to try and do some of that stuff. Maybe, tr like, some of the stuff, like uh, that one, one ad read about the priest who... <laughs> Father Patrice. Yeah, Father yeah. Patrice. Maybe we'll put that stuff on a separate channel because uh, I was kind of I was thinking we we did like 10 episodes like well closer to 15 but like aired like 10 episodes just to kind of see you know to get our sea legs under us for lack of a better phrase and uh, I think that we we kind of figured out some stuff figured out the way we want to do it and uh, we want we don't I was trying to think of genres right because I was talking to uh, the host of choices not chances podcast mm -hmm. uh, Ryan I can't remember his last name but marine guy and uh, he asked me what the mission statement of our podcast was. And I was like, well, we don't really have a mission statement. We just want to talk about politics and entertain people because it's kind of what our school specialty is. And uh, then it got me thinking, all right. So I wrote up a mission statement and kind of thought we're going to be politics and culture. That's going to be like our genre. And then I thought about, OK, well, what are some things we can do to reach more people? Because I want to be funny and stuff. I like I have a bunch of skits I want to do, a lot more ad reads, but I still want to you know, grow and reach people. Cause I think, you know, our little niche of libertarians, you know, non-establishment, I, I like, I think that there needs to be more voices out there like that. No one's doing it. So screw it. We might as well just anti, you know, establishment basically. Yeah. Anti-establishment. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is there's a lot of, it's hard because most well, academics, <laughs> yeah, most academics are going to swing super left wing and then a lot of the people on the right, uh, they're going to be super partisan. So I'm like, we're we're in a weird spot where you know we're from the South, but we're not Republican or Democrat. But we're also in school, like you know, working on. Uh, I'm working on my graduate degree, so it's like, even though we're idiots, we're not idiots. Like we we just have a different angle to look yeah. at things. So I, you know, maybe it sounds arrogant, but I like when I look at both sides because I watch both sides I'm not happy with either one and I was like well even if nobody watches I can do my thing and uh, 
give some some nuanced perspective. You know, two things can be true at once. Yeah. And uh, I want people to see our stuff, obviously. So we're going to maybe kind of stick more to politics and culture and be a little bit more professional on this channel. And then I want to start another channel that's like just comedy stuff where we can go nuts. But, uh, you know, school starting on the 18th again, got work. So, uh, you know, I don't have time for everything. But that's the way we're going to do it now. And, you know, just a little bit of restructuring the show, like having segments and like changing the way we do it with guests, the way we do it without guests. Obviously, we're doing something, trying something different with the camera here, um, having two different cameras. So, yeah, yeah, that's why we were gone. But I think the gods of big tech have allowed us to speak again. <laughs> and uh, we would first and they foremost, are merciful and yeah. powerful. First and foremost, I would like to say that <laughs> Officer Caroline Edwards is a hero. And she just said that she basically was in Korea. I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say that she puts the the guys who fought in Korea to shame. So to Caroline Edwards, we salute you. Um, all right. So Get that woman a bronze star. Yeah. Now that that's out of the way, I guess we're going to – I'll show the opening video beforehand, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, you and I could talk about it at another time. Or maybe that could be a fun thing we do where – we show the opening video is going to correlate with the next episode or something like that, like a little teaser. Um, but I joined, I joined the Illuminati, or I'm in the process of joining the Illuminati. Yes. And I'll pull the screenshots here of this, but there's been some developments. So we first tried to record this episode, and it didn't go well. It had been too long, and we just scrapped it. Um, so I'm not going to pretend like this is the first time you've seen this, but I want to read through the messages and I'll, I'll put the screenshots up afterwards uh, because not on this episode, because I can't, my phone's recording. Uh, we're going to record something separate where I'm going to talk to a grand wizard or grand master, which I'm very excited about. But I'll just, to anyone listening and to you, I will talk about the, or I'll read through the messages here. All right. So this is from Fernandez Pedro 32221. It's a public account, so you know I don't think that we're doxing anybody. Um, hello, greeting. To you are from the Great Illuminati. Are you interested in joining the Great Illuminati Society to become rich, healthy, and famous? If yes, quickly get back to me now so I can proceed in giving you the steps and procedures to join the Great Family. Do you wish to learn more? Oh my God, yes. I knew you guys were real. I have so many questions. I'm trying to keep it light. Uh, and he said, good. So before we proceed, brother, what are your questions? Um, and I said, how do I maintain my anonymity when confronted by potential other members? Or how do I verify that I can open up to them about my alignment with this great society? Um, brother, I am going to educate. Well, he just says, brother, I'm going to educate you more about this brotherhood organization, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, you just don't have to worry yourself over anything. Trust me. Now, can we trust him? There's a lot of scams on the internet. So far, he seems trustworthy, though. Um, I'm here to learn, brother. That's what I said. So then he sends me this link, Illuminati Outreach. Um, there's the link right there, Illuminati Outreach Online, for anyone who wants to look at it. Um, I'll click on it real fast just to give a peek, because you've already seen it, right? Yeah, the uh, membership needs to come with a hook on, Hooked on Phonics memberships. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, There's that's always... I'm always shocked by these scammer websites. That's how you know they're foreign, is because their English is so bad. Um, 
So, yeah, it just has a bunch of information on it, which is hilarious. But I thought this part was interesting. Benefits given to new members who join Illuminati. A cash reward worth $250 million, any car of your choice, a dream house bought in the country of your choice, one month holiday fully paid to your dream tourist destination, a month off from what I don't know. I don't know what the positions are in the Illuminati. They don't My have secretary. Yeah. One year golf My membership baller. package, which was a weird thing to throw in there on top of a $200 million uh, cash reward. Yeah. Uh, VIP treatment in all airports in the world and a total lifestyle change. Um, and then, like, this is the ink, that grammar stuff I was talking about. Our belief, not our belief. And it shows uh, some rappers. Like, got JC on there. So. That was a website that uh, he sent me, which you'd think he would know. This is actually going to hurt his case. But um, all right. So, brother, you have to click on this link, and this will educate you everything about this brotherhood and get back to me. Uh, So I tried calling him. Uh, That didn't work. So then I decided to amp up my messages just to see if he would even continue to talk to me. Um, Hello, brother. I've reviewed the materials as requested. Unfortunately, I'm a bit flush this month. My father has recently raised the rent. Apparently, my night terrors disturb my siblings. Therefore, he has had to discount their rates, thus raising mine. Parents, am I right? In lieu of this, I have thought of several ways to provide value to the Brotherhood. A. I am willing for this great organization to provide my children as slaves, given, of course, that like Wayfair, you guys price match. If so, I have a husky nine-year-old male which is what my mother called me, Husky, because she didn't want to call me fat in public, (laughs) and a 12-year-old female who can cook and sew. B, I can also provide services that you cannot publicly do, such as public assassination, overthrowing third-world governments, and luring prominent straight politicians into a motel room and recording myself sucking their cocks. (laughs) I am not gay. However, who isn't a little gay for $250 million? Wink, wink. Also, I am not a great shot. This being said, I could do something like that guy in Japan with the little homemade gun. I think a real shotgun would make me most effective. However, I am also open to suicide bombing. Please let me know. Though I am a little financially flush this month, no sacrifice, wink, wink, is too great for the cause. I look forward to hearing from you. And by the way, my car for my car, I want a Tesla. I know Elon Musk is a Nazi. However, it is a great and sensible vehicle. Plus, there is a massive shortage, so we should order it now. Um, and he says, hello, calm now and make me understand what you're talking about. Uh, obviously, they got to be careful. Um, but uh, what do you say? What do you say you want to do, brother? Are you ready to join this brotherhood organization? Um, I said, I am 100 percent committed. He's like, you got WhatsApp? I'm like, I do. Hey, brother. <laughs> so that was afterwards. So, you know, obviously, I guess it could be on his end. A little wink wink like I got your messages I can't condone any of that but we're happy to have you uh, well then I messaged him a little bit later because I didn't hear back from him after I said I do and I said hey brother I'm a little skint this month and my dad is really on my ass about rent is the 250 million direct deposit or is it a cashier's check uh, just because I want to plan that out financially and he's like hello brother so sorry for the late reply I've been so busy okay I'm like I understand. I mean, you have seven million people to seven billion people to watch out for. Superman. Yeah. Then didn't hear back from him, which was a bummer. So I started to get a little nervous that maybe I wasn't going to be able to join the organization. Hey, brother, can you call me today? He goes, "What?" I'm like, "Like a phone call." And this is the day. He's like, 
or only get WhatsApp. You got WhatsApp V? I'm like, I do. Good. Hopefully you are still fully ready to become a member of this brotherhood. I was like, I am. How do I add you on WhatsApp? He's like, bro, you'll be having a chat with the grandmaster on WhatsApp. Not me, brother. The grandmaster is going to educate you more about everything and make you a full member, brother. So I will send you the grandmaster WhatsApp number so you can add he up now on WhatsApp, brother. I was like, thank you, brother. And then he sends me the number. It says, send a message now to the grandmaster on WhatsApp and proceed with him. The grandmaster is going to educate you about everything. Trust me, brother. Make sure you keep me updated, brother. And then he sent me a uh, question mark. So, 250 million. Yeah. So, that will be a continuing saga with the Illuminati people. But, you know, I actually am curious how how successful these are. So, I'll pull this one up too. It's not, you haven't seen this one, but it's um, a chick. Actually, you may be able to pull her up on. uh, Do you have Instagram that you can get to on your laptop? Possibly, I don't remember. Yeah, well, well, you password. see if you can even do that. I'll tell you. So it's this chick named Victoria Santos, and she has her pages. Uh, I'll pull it up here. Um, so I don't play when it comes to my heart. Single financial advisor. Click link below to sign up. Um, that's a questionnaire on WhatsApp. So she doesn't have a lot of posts, but she does have some posts. So I was like, her profile actually looks pretty legitimate. Um, and I love scamming the scammers. It's so much fun. But so she goes, hey, I hope I'm not bothering you. I usually let people send me message. I I usually let people message me, but you seem cool. So I figured it was okay to reach out to you. I was wondering if you'd be interested in making some extra cash today. Drop your cash app tag and get a giveaway of a thousand from my company instantly. So I send some question marks. She's like, let me get you approved. Um, so then I replied, oh, I see. I give you the money and then you invest it for me. Are you also an African prince who is stuck at the airport? It's <laughs> like, well, no, it's not like that, okay? I was like, how is it then? Okay, well, it's an investment in which we will do the trade for you on our online market and cash you out in minutes. I was like, where is the contract? Uh, I'm a corporate finance lawyer, so please share. Now, I'm not <laughs> legally able to practice law, but I do dabble in law. Much like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Hi guys, Bird just want to give a huge yeah. shout out to so Emily. So she sends me these. She is definitely like helped, me, helped me financially. Um, if you guys need help so, so. financially, um, go ahead and hit up the girl Emily. It is definitely legit, and I 100% recommend. Um, thank you so much, Emily. Couldn't be more blessed. Thank you. So that's I don't know if you can see the chick, but that's what we call the honey pot, right? I'll pull it up again for you. Okay. Hi guys. Just the honey pot. Well, I don't respond, so then she thinks maybe I'm into smart, ugly girls. Hey, guys, I just want to give a shout-out to Emily. Who goes that round? Thank you so much for my money. I received my full amount like you promised. Yeah. So I don't reply. Um, she tries again. So then she sends me Machine Gun Kelly on meth. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for my 13K. This account is 100% legit. And if there's one thing that this guy screams, it's, I'm trustworthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With my Adderall eyes. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. And then she says, you will get confirmation email when you are done. He could drive across yeah. the country, right? And she sends me one more. Like, what What are you doing sending me just a bunch of... Sent her 2000 and got 20000 This could easily be your friends. There's no legitimacy here. Legit just a bunch of random people. That or she sends him 100 bucks, And then she's like, after we will finalize the payment. Finalize spelled wrong. So then I sent her some messages, 
and I don't even remember what I said. Um, but basically, I don't want to play because I don't know <laughs> exactly how I put it, but it was something along the lines of, uh, I'm legitimately curious. Like, I, w- I wanted to know. Um, I'm not going to play because I also think that I gave out some personal information. But I wanted to know. I told her, like, because I'm working on a book about human behavior, manipulation, and communication and stuff. And uh, I wanted to know, this has to have a success rate. People do it, for sure. And I was like, I, w- I would love to interview you for my book. Like, I'll be completely anonymous. And I'll actually, I will actually pay you to do the interview. And she's like, well, this is not a scam. Um, and I was like, oh, crap. Um, if people do get, or if people do, do get paid, then you are making it up on the back end. Or if people do get paid, then you're making it up on the back end. Maybe identity theft. How do you make your money? Also, let me work for you. She's like, well, I only make 10% out of each payment made. Okay, so therefore you can't lose money. If you don't get paid, we don't either. I was like, well, then why would you need investors? You can just continually grow your own money. You, you'll, you'll need an excuse for that. I could help with this. Because if they, they don't need any money, like if she can just take money and then in minutes make a bunch of money, why would she take 10%? Why wouldn't she just keep rolling over that money? What sense does it make? Yeah. She's like, yes, because I started out as you guys. Now I'm referring persons also. Um, I'm like, oh, gotcha. Well, I was in a big pyramid scheme called World Ventures for a while. I increased their profits by 28%. Again, a little white lie, <laughs> but I want to pique your interest. Um, so then she sends me some more information. Check out, my, check out my company account. And you guys are welcome to go look at that. Investment Crypto Limited check. Or invest, Investment Crypto Limited um, and I said, how about you send me 200 on PayPal? Then I will send you 200 on Cash App. You can then deduct 200 from my winnings. But I am not sending you 200, dear. And then she never replied. Um, so we may try to give her a call, too, at some point. <laughs> oh, their, their page is down. But anyway, I just want to start out with that because um, there is a chance that it's legit. And I am now a member of the or soon to be a member of the Illuminati. Yeah. Which, and be excited. People are absolutely stupid, man. She and I guess it works. Like literally, just sending you videos of it has to work. some of her like friends. Thank you so much, Emily. Or was that her name? Or you know? Yeah. I or think like it was yeah, Emily. yeah. And then some random dudes that dick her down. Like that's weird, dude. And that yeah. people are just like, oh, this person. And I'd say it was this old people, but it's, good. it's not. How many old people are on Instagram? It's not old people. There's got to be young people that are falling for this, which boggles my mind. But these scammers, that's what I wanted to talk to her about. I legitimately want to know, like, what's your success rate? Is it 1%, less than 1%? Is it 5%? Because I'm sure they just shotgun out these messages. But if the responses are somewhat uh, personal, which it kind of looks like they are, like she had to listen to my voice messages. So if you have personal people doing it, you know, well, I mean... I guess, though, then again, if you got, if you talk to 100 people and you got one, that's 200 bucks. Yeah. That's not bad. It takes you, what, an hour of talking to people to get 200 bucks? So I can see it. But, um, people are dumb, man. Yeah. Well, it also makes you think, like, what's the legality of that? Like, there's, it's not a contract. I kept asking to see the contract, and it's like, uh, it's just a bunch of personal information, like your name, your email, your cash out tag. So if they they technically lie and they say, oh, well, we're going to 
you give us 200 bucks, we'll cash you out in minutes. There's no way that they could really get in trouble if they're like, yeah, we invested your money, didn't work. Like, you'd have to sue them over 200 bucks. Like, there's got to be some sort of loophole to where they can get away with it. Because otherwise, you just, these people would constantly, like, if there was a real threat of going to prison, they wouldn't do it. But, and then the Illuminati thing, that, (laughs) that's got to just be some foreign thing where, like, no one's ever going to go investigate or do anything about the Indian Illuminati or Nigeria, wherever that's at. Yeah. Yeah. In South Sudan. Yeah. Already. Um, well, that's kind of a little intro on some uh, current or some things going on. I want to get into a couple of current events, but first, real fast, have you been keeping up with the Alex Jones trial at all? I have not. I just finished. So I haven't been really keeping up with it, but I know he's getting like on the hook for $45 million for Ooh. the Sandy Hook stuff. Like how it this is it's kind of like also Trump just got raided at Mar-a-Lago. I heard that. Yeah, so it's this is turning into the FBI like, drops the pam the pamphlet and and all of the other stuff about you know militias and domestic. Yeah, so talk about that. What happened with that? That's just a remember that that went out that like Mr. Guns and Gear and, and a few other channels have and uh, gun owners of America has like a really good breakdown of but. It, it's just going over like things to like watch out for. And this is the that FBI dropped this yep. as like a memo or a statement or something. Yes, yeah, and it's a page. It, it you know, and it's again just if you're part of a me militia group, guns into these tags, these type of things can can all mean that you're an, an extremist. But the DOJ has also said a bunch of crazy stuff last year. You know, well but, the militia thing. What's upsetting about that is that. In the Second Amendment, it mentioned like it explicitly says a well-maintained militia, right? Yeah, that's that's why Reed Hendricks and Valerie, he's a whole video right now saying that the FBI would, you know, call the founding fathers ex- extremists, you know, and it's like, yeah. wow, I mean, that is true. They like, turned into the they the legit would. Yeah, it's oh, we just we have an oligarchy now, and what's crazy is the with like this Trump thing, they. What is first off? What are they investigating? They're trying to find classified stuff. He could have declassified anything he wanted before he left the White House. And it's interesting that after basically he announced that he was running, this all happens. And then with the Alex Jones stuff, this Sandy Hook stuff has been going on for years and years and years. And he's publicly said he was wrong. He's did all this stuff. And I have heard heard him say that. I remember back with the Megyn Kelly. He stuff, said it on Rogan, said it the was, biggest yeah. show on on the air, and. He already had to settle in court, and like no. the what happened was he said, like he questioned Sandy Hook, and uh, some crazy people went and talked to the parents and stuff and harassed them. But that's the same as how many crazy people have done stuff for like the Bernie Sanders shooter <laughs> and stuff like that. Like that you can't hold that standard. Yeah. That's why and the Department of Justice and the FBI have not made a single comment about the Trump thing. So I know I'm lumping those two together, but it's just like the legal system, I mean, they're just doing whatever they want. Like we think of the deep state as the CIA overthrowing countries. In this own country, like the FBI is part of the deep state. They're completely corrupt and we're gonna do an episode on them and like Hoover and all that stuff. But they are, that's why the CIA hates the FBI and vice versa is because they're both competing deep state entities. It's like you have the police, which is just the regular government. And then you have these two gangs that really control the, you know, the block or whatever. And yeah, it's not good stuff. And I want to, I don't want to make it a big thing about today's show because 
I'm not, you know, I'm not really too, I haven't went into the weeds on it because I've been busy with stuff, but I want to, because it's, it makes me very uneasy that that's going on and that not only it's going on, but half the country is totally fine with it because they're like, their focus is, did you hear that uh, Trump was trying to flush stuff down the toilet? And it's like, that shouldn't be the concern. Like whether Trump is, you know, hiding stuff or not hiding stuff, that's not the scary part of this. Uh, but they don't care, you know, because it's not their politician. But I'd be flushing stuff on the toilet, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like also you don't know what he's flushing down the toilet. Like it could be him with his mistress. There's If he's getting ready to run for president, it could be a lot of different things. That's why they'll justify yeah. it with, uh, cla- you know, it was classified material. But, again, he could have declassified anything he wanted before he got out of office. And he's going to be running again. Oh, whoops. So yeah. it's... I'm not like it's not that big. It's not like he's gonna be some big whistleblower, obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. People are just okay with it, but <laughs> they're gonna be used as a tool to go after whoever the establishment does does not like. And yeah, I don't know. I know that there's plenty of good people in there, but at what point are they friend and at what point are they foe? You know. Well, it's like that one. Um, Oh, crap, I can't think of it. The the guy, he was a F. He was on Tim Pool. He was either FBI or CIA, one of them. And he said, like from the inside, he's like basically the FBI and the CIA they want C students. A students are too ambitious and can think outside the box too well. They don't want those people. They don't want B students. They want mediocre, not really going to ask questions, but trainable students. They want C students. And uh, that, you know, talking about good people in there, that kind of speaks to the type of people that they're recruiting. It's a smart system. Like, they recruit what they want. They're already – they made it a requirement to have a college degree. So they're going to swing big government, big state. You know, it's all these things go together. Um, So it's very – they do not like, you know, for all the talk about diversity, (laughs) those organizations do not like diversity. Yeah. I mean, it's even like I was talking to Barnes about the military, and they don't like diversity. Like, the government does not like diversity. They like good cogs in the machine. and Do not like free, free thinkers. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, that's why if they do need, like, uh, science stuff or inventions or anything, they contract that out. They don't, there's not a branch of the government that's, like, educating people in the STEM field or putting them out. They just pull them from the private sector because the government, that's – you know, counterintuitive to what they want is people who and it don't does a good just job. go with the flow. Yeah, it's it's a smart system, an incredibly yeah. smart system. Incredible stuff come comes out of that buying all your stuff from. Yeah, well, that's the the free market. I was saying even like the government, the deep state, yeah, their yeah. their power is incredible. But we're gonna do some stuff on that at Jeez, a different even time. The people. Yeah, we'll do some stuff on the history of the FBI the CIA and stuff. Um, but today I wanted to talk about the, the military industrial complex. Um, but first there's two things that, that Trump thing was supposed to be our transition to that, but I got there a little bit early. Um, but there's some stuff I want to talk about China that'll roll us into the military industrial complex. First, um, a little bit less serious, but just something I thought was interesting because it reminded me of a real life situation I had recently. Um, so, Let's see. This man is transforming into a black alien, and he's mad because apparently he gets shouted at and people run away from him. So there's a picture of the guy, 
uh, pretty, pretty strange looking dude. I mean, how much money do you think that cost? Like, tattoo wise, right? I'm actually I'm oh, about to finish out my sleeve. It's going to be two sessions, about a thousand a piece, um, and that's to finish out just the lower half of my sleeve. So he looks. It's pr- it's just a lot of uh, shading, not a lot of line work. So probably they can go about twice as fast as a regular tattoo. That's still you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. That's easily. 10, 10, 15,000 dollars of ink. Um, I don't know how much those surgeries are to like augment your face, but any surgery is going to be expensive. A couple thousand, like you're, this is not cheap. Like this is a lot of dedication. Um, let's see. A man has spoken out about the extreme reactions he often faces as a result of heavily tattooing and modifying his body. Anthony Lafredo has undergone extensive procedures and tattoo sessions in a bid to make his appearance resemble a black alien. However, the Frenchman's choices haven't been readily accepted by others. With Anthony having revealed, people tend to be very judgmental, even going so far as to shout at him on the street or to run away. Um, yeah, and then there's this, uh, this little video here. I'll pull it up. I think you've seen it. But it's just him walking around. I'll tell you why I want to show this in a second. Like, no creativity, just that's the whole thing is him just wa- look at me walking around as this weird alien dude. Yeah, just walking around as this weird alien dude. And I mean, more power to you, I don't care, but don't complain about it. That's yeah. what is it's this culture, this vain culture of people. They want to be weird. They want to be strange, but then they get mad when people notice. It's kind of like the, the intersectionality people. They they say, um, oh, you know, I, I don't focus on my race. Don't focus on this. We're all equal. We're all the mm-hmm. same. The minute anything comes up. Well, as a neurodivergent, non-binary <laughs> woman of color, it's yeah. like. It's like a female saying that the makeup's for them and not for attention. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's like Here's clearly of his. all that's for attention. Yeah. I don't know. It's just more of him just There's nothing, there's no jokes, there's no commentary. It's just him walking recording himself. So his statement is, I, you know, I am weird. This is my thing. This is my whole the whole video is me looking weird you don't get to then complain about it um the instagrammer is also planning to have his penis split in half i just saw that um let's just tell some of his stuff fucked yeah it's just so annoying because it's so it reminds me of this i'm at circle k the other day uh one of our buddies who listens was laughing at me because i always talk about circle k but um there's this this chick in circle k and uh she uh, just, you know, I don't know. I guess it's relevant because it's how she looks. It's a black chick with really short hair, like almost buzzed hair. She's about 350, 400 pounds and like small, she's a small cup breast. And she's mad, she's sitting there. She also has a really deep voice, like deep in the mind. She's like, Ugh. and uh, I go up and tell her, you know, whatever. Can I get whatever on pump? Whatever, ma'am. And she's like, oh, see, you, you know. She's like, oh. 
people always mistake me for a man. It's like, oh, did a man just grow breast? And she started complaining about how people always just think that she's a dude. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, you have short hair. You have a deep voice. You have like forearm tattoo. Like you have made yourself super masculine. But then you get mad when people assume you're a dude mm-hmm. look in the mirror you look like a dude and it's not fair that that's your genetics or whatever but make yourself feminine like if i want to be seen you know i wear well i was trying to think of my fashion i don't really have fashion i just kind of <laughs> no. grab whatever's out but like i you know i i oh crap <laughs> i just moved that let me make sure that's no but she it's just so annoying. It's like this alien guy. It's just no personal responsibility. And no one can handle the reality of they're going to be weird. It's like if I – I'm trying to think of a weird thing. Like if you dress up as a grizzly bear out there somewhere, like – or if you dress up like a policeman, yeah. you know, and or a, a fireman, and there's a house on fire, and you're standing over, like over on the corner, and I run up to you, and I'm like – Dude, this house is on fire. It's like I'm not crazy. It's you look like a fireman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like that people. It's it's a, a com- complete contradiction. They their entire identity, whether it's and you see it more like with liberal people, socially liberal people at least, is their entire identity is some weird weird thing, or it's it's these non um, non immutable characteristics like. Gay, race, you know, sexual orientation, race, gender, blah blah blah. Any weird thing about you, and uh, like the alien guy, like her, they want they want to get mad when they make that their entire thing and people notice, but then they don't, don't want to do anything to change it. It's like you can't, like that alien guy. If you're mad about people running, don't turn yourself into an alien. Well, I feel like an alien. Well, them's the breaks. Okay, <laughs> like I feel people are scared of aliens. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I like comb overs and tiny mustaches and cool uniforms with <laughs> twisted crosses. If I walk around dressed like Hitler, people are going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. It's like if you're a woman and everyone thinks that you're a man, make yourself feminine. Grow your hair. It's not hard, but don't. And I don't care if you do or don't. But then don't complain about it when everyone thinks that you're uh, a man. It's I'm so tired of this. Everyone look at me. Everyone look at me. Oh, stop looking at me. Stop looking at me. <laughs> Oh, don't do it. Yeah, and it's I blame. But you're not looking at me now. Yeah, so because I post parts of the show onto TikTok, I'm on TikTok every now and again. I've started just out of curiosity looking through, and it's our generation sucks so bad. And not even uh, the generation after us, like old people are on TikTok, but so many of the videos are just there's a they're watching some video and the screen split, and it's them. I swear to God, it'll be some 35 year old dude just going. Yep. And I'm like, what is going on right now? How is – and what's crazy is you'll have some where they have millions of followers. And I'm like, well, I guess if people want to watch that, it makes sense. But for every one of those, it's like an old first sergeant that I have who posts 14 times a day, records his workouts, does everything. Hey, everyone, do some hard today. Um, and he has like four views on each of his videos. And it's like for every one of those people who are successful just doing the – or recording their workouts, or doing just the same thing that there's a million other people like you, there's, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what the ratio would be. It's got to be pretty bad. But there's a ton that are unsuccessful and just sitting there in the void. And they just believe so much. Like, again, I'm I'm no – I 
probably sound like a hypocrite here because we're doing this, but I think that we have a unique voice and I'm totally fine if it doesn't work. At least we're providing some sort of content here. Like we think through these shows, we're talking about things. We're not just sitting here going, <laughs> whoa, dude. Yeah. Whoa, life's crazy, dude. I had I had crackers to eat today, man. I've never just chewed a handful of crackers. Like, you know, something yeah. stupid like that. Like we're actually, we're not sitting talking talking about ourselves. And I think that our generation, they're so self-absorbed that they think because a few people, people care about their lives and what they're up to. They all, everyone thinks that their lives are important and they think that we care about their reaction to a video. Yeah. Well, the uh, biggest problem with, with like TikTok and is there's like a bunch of YouTube channels that like cover all of the like TikTok videos. And I've seen that. And it's like, okay, like people are watching the crap out of this YouTube video because they're like making fun of TikTok. And then buddies at work have TikTok. And then you hop on and you see some of the same content, but it's got massive views. And you realize that this dumb 20 year old teenager or 19 like year old girl actually has like five million followers in your life well i was just talking about dude you want to talk about girls it, it is the most it's, it's annoying like, because shit. i know um there's a chick i asked to come on the show uh, i'm not gonna you know call her out but she liked some of our videos and uh i saw her her thing she's it's the same thing as all these chicks they post they get in yoga pants and sports bras, then post a bunch of revealing photos, and then they say, oh, yeah, I'm a fitness uh, influencer. Oh, I want to do this. And they post a couple of inspirational quotes. And, uh, you know, whatever. I thought she's big. She's a woman. So I'll, I'll talk to her. She likes some of our stuff and see if she wants to uh, talk about, like, fitness advice and stuff for everyday people. And uh, she responded and said... No, she said she doesn't really want to do that. She really wants to focus on uh, her. She said something about like uh, basically she wants to focus on educating the public and and providing an inspiring role for people. And I'm like, you do nothing but post pictures of your ass and your titties. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's so the women thing. They have gotten so they're delusional. I mean, there's there's obviously women that don't just post slutty pictures, but the vast majority of the ones I see that are big just post slutty pictures and then they convince themselves that it's not just a bunch of dudes simping on their stuff. It's actually people who are interested in what they have to say. It's classic hot girl syndrome that started, that really came to light with social media where these dumb, because let's be honest, hot people typically are dumb because they've, I don't need to go into this. I'm (laughs) sure anyone listening to us probably is not, (laughs) isn't, uh, you know, the, super hot chick so they're not going to care yeah. but the hot people they life is just easier for them daniel tosh has a joke about it like if you're an ugly chick saddle up life's going to be hard for you <laughs> just like the rest of us <laughs> and yeah that's so that's fine be a dumb chick but i hate dumb chicks who try to act smart like uh you know all these singers and like jennifer lopez and all these blah 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 actresses talking about politics and even the dudes, like the popular dudes that were just like theater kids and like male models, it's like, shut up, you're an idiot. But to bring this back to my original point is our culture is so self-absorbed in every way, even driving, that it's I just can't stand it anymore because they're so self-absorbed, but then they also want to be private. Like, it's just pick and choose. No one can handle can handle the the consequences of their decisions. 
Yeah. If we suddenly have all the fame in the world, you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. then I guess you can't just turn it off, you know. But at this yeah. point, it's everyone look at me and every little thing and doing this weird stuff. And then, mm-hmm. but don't give me this attention. <laughs> don't give yeah. it to me. I don't actually want it. I just want to be loved and normal. And it's like, it's unbelievable. dude, you got to pick one, man. Well, it's like two. And the I'm so tired of the, the famous people complaining about it. I understand that money and fame doesn't all of a sudden make you happy. But stop complaining about it. I was uh, I was hanging out with someone, and they wanted to watch the Machine Gun Kelly. What? The uh, Chick Singer? No, no, no. Machine Gun Kelly's. A yeah, but, but no. But uh, while well, you look that up. Um, so Machine Gun Kelly's documentary. He's sitting, the entire thing is just him sitting around in his giant mansion with his fiance Megan Fox one of the hottest chick you know known as the, one of the hottest chicks in Hollywood ever and he's just sitting around going you know life's just not worth living sometimes in my own head he's always, he's real sullen he does that he's talking about like I was on the phone with Megan and I racked the shotgun and a shell got stuck and I stopped and I just said whoa this is real and then or like talking about his dad he's like his dad, who apparently he had a great uh, relationship with till he died, and then he's like, my father went through a lot of stuff, and I think that came out in the way he raised me. And it's just like this whole poor me, sullen stuff, and, I, you know, I'm life's so hard, I'm so messed up. And I'm like, ugh, so annoying, <laughs> these rich and famous people constantly complaining about their... Their woes. So how did we even get into that? I don't <laughs> even know. I think the poor me thing you're talking about. Yeah. The only, that, that the Avado. I remember some chick oh. trying to be like, I feel so bad for her for this. And she's... The over, I guess By the way, can I just say that Demi Lovato is my type across the board. Crazy, hot, but not conventionally hot. I she am a huge hot. Demi Lovato fan. But still, when some girl's trying to tell me about, like, all of her woes, and then it shows me a video of her just talking about how hard life's been for her, and it's like, you're worth $200 million. I don't care. Well, also, <laughs> like, it's like... I care. I don't care. All these people have enough money to just disappear. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's at like, the end of the day. It's I'm sorry you were depressed. Like, like, the child star thing is a little bit different. Like, with Demi Lovato, I will say she was... Uh, her parents like pushed her into a bunch of stuff and were like the crazy parents who Oh. So there's I'm that not even that can all that. Yeah, that can mess up a kid pretty bad. But even then, when you turn 18, like get out of it. Like and people say, "Oh, I'm so tired of this you're the way you raised blah blah blah." Yes, but like we well, I mean, we moved out when I was what, 14, 15. <laughs> like you yeah, we moved out early. Like, we were very independent. I didn't take a night course on how to be independent. I didn't have anyone telling no. me to move out, start working, and paying all my bills before I could drive. I, nobody told me to do that. Yeah. We just kind of did it because we, you know, for reasons we were ready to, to get out there on our own. Uh, I, I'm tired of this whole, like, no one has any, I guess this does tie into the thing before, no one has any responsibilities for their actions. Yeah. 
We'd and have slept on the side of the road just for some freedom to, to do whatever the hell we wanted to, man. Yeah. And it's like people, oh, I can't do it. I'm so sad. This, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, God, 21 man. is not an adult. 25 is not an adult. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> in my opinion, I go backwards. I'm like, at 16, you're a man. <laughs> like, at, it should be before that. At 14, 15, as soon as your balls drop, welcome to the welcome to yeah, the brotherhood of misfits. Better figure it out. Yeah. And it's funny, that girl that you're talking about, she knew all the stuff about Demi Lovato. I was watching uh, this video. Um, let me see if I can pull it up, and then I can send the link over to you. There's a, let's see, Lady Knows. <laughs> yeah. All this because of the Circle K cashier. Yeah. But not... We still we might not get to the military industrial <laughs> complex today on this one. But we had to do some housekeeping anyway, so that's fine. We can always record another one tomorrow. So um, there's this guy, and he's doing the man on the street stuff, and he's asking these uh, – where is it? He's asking people questions about history, and it's one of the most cringy things. Let's see. Man asks history. Um, where is it? Ah, oh, it's going to drive me crazy if I don't find it. I'm just going to go to YouTube real fast. It's incredible how dumb we are. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So go to... YouTube. So I wonder if it's Fleckus. Oh, Gen Z. Who's this? Guy? Yeah, it's Fleckus. So go to Fleckus Talks on YouTube. Fleckus. And um, go humiliating Gen Z. Oh. oh, is that on YouTube? Oh, yeah. So just look up uh, humiliating Gen Z can't answer the most basic questions. And he said Gen Z? Yeah. Talks. Like Gen Z can't answer the most best basic questions. These are always fun. Yeah. Just click on one of those. Um, yeah, that top one. Yes. What state is Utah in? Michigan? Yes. Do you know what state Utah is in? Okay, well, either way, at the end of it, he asks the, uh, how many Kardashians are there. They know them all. They know how many seasons of the Kardashians there are. That is young people today. And what's ironic is that's the young people who are passionate about politics, too, out there voting, out there. Like, they're at a, they're clearly at some sort of rally or something. I don't care if it's for gay marriage, against gay marriage, whatever it is. It's something political. And those are the idiots out there. And don't get me wrong. I know there's plenty on the right, too. Like, I'm... It's just terrifying. The and you know we keep saying are. young people too. I imagine there's a lot of old people that are just that dumb. They just don't. They're not on social media, so we haven't heard their, you know, food pyramid rattled brains. <laughs> Is it Shapiro that always talks about you know like realizing that adults are the same friends that you had in kindergarten? You know, like yeah. And it's like well, I thought about that the other day it. when I was just like, oh yes, yeah, so when someone. I forgot to mention someone hit and run my car and uh, they took off and I was sitting there dealing with everything and I was thinking about like uh, 
as a kid, you know, situations happen. And like, I just, you know, start, I go, I'm going into the store to try to get camera footage and stuff, just doing like normal things. I was thinking about like how you think about adults handling situations as a kid. And it's just, nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And I was sitting there thinking that like, the cops aren't going to come because it's private property. I was just like, I don't know what to do. I was like, if I had like a kid with me in the car, they'd be like, he's going to solve this. And I'm like, <laughs> I am, we are all so dumb. We have no idea what we're doing. And also, why do we pay insurance when you don't even have to worry about it? Just take off. Yeah. That's annoying, though. That's a separate thing I don't want to get into. But talking about people caring about politics, I don't want to get on a big whole thing on the Roe v. Wade thing. I just wanted to... I saw this article and I wanted to, you know, housekeeping, get rid of it. Um, so Roe v. Wade, the world reacts to the U.S. abortion ruling, which it's out of the news now. Um, I guess Kansas, they voted to uphold it and everyone's acting like it's this big deal. Um, but I thought this was interesting because I was thinking, why, you know, maybe there is something to everyone caring and being self-absorbed because the, the rest of the world seems to care a lot about the United States for some reason. Like, I don't... I. I understand from a geopolitical military perspective, like, are we going to interfere in places? Because, you know, when we get involved in things, typically massive shifts happen and, you know, levers of power and resources and economies. But like with Roe v. Wade, um, let's see. So U.S. touches raw nerve in Italy. Um, in 1978, five years after Roe v. Wade, Italy legalized abortion with Law 194. And while it's not the same lightning rod pol political issue here, the rise of a new hard-right conservative politics, even closer to the Catholic Church, has brought it back into focus. And the U.S. Supreme Court's decision is reverberating in Italy, too. So here's the thing. A, why did they pass it after us? And why does it affect it now? Why would we have any bearing over Italy and abortions? And this is from the BBC, also covering it. Um, there's, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but... Um, across the, I the island of Ireland, news of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling has triggered a swift and passionate response. The issue, stir the issue stirs deep emotions here, where abortion was only relatively recently decriminalized. Many vocal Irish campaign groups and activists still exist on both sides. Uh, the world continues to watch America become unrecognizable, wrote Dr. Jennifer Cassidy on Twitter. Like, what, what, do, what does Ireland care about the United States? At this point... You know, especially a, a country like like Ireland. I mean, think about all of the culture and content that gets put out by America compared to to like the rest of the world. So it's yeah. Even if they're different countries and cultures and everything, like everything's kind of blended in, into one right now. Like everyone knows who Jay Z is. Everyone knows who Guns and Roses. Well, that's is. the thing that makes sense. Everyone, let's see, they're talking about Latin America here, and then the other places. Who cares? Yeah. They, I understand. Things tied in that now. America's biggest ex export is culture, and I understand. I understand that we have an effect on that because we've reached a place of luxury where people can just focus on dumb things. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest Content of the world creation. is productive, and America is just like. We're just going to have a party, basically. And the rest of the world's like, oh, this is very interesting. I want to party in disco with America. <laughs> yeah. But I don't get why they're so... Why are they so concerned with our politics? That's what I get the culture stuff. I get why they would care about the Kardashians and stuff. But why do they care about... Is it because our like actors and actresses and musicians are so political now? I is that so. why? 
Because, like, did they... But, see, I would say that, I mean, except many, for we didn't really export culture. And I already took down the article. But whenever it was that... I guess Roe v. Wade was, what, in the 60s? 70s. I should know this. But um, yeah. when we was Roe v. Wade passed? It's going to take forever to pop up. 1973. 1973. Okay, so five years after that. So uh, late 70s, Italy, Italy opened up abortion. Uh, the internet wasn't huge. Social media wasn't huge. Like, what were they? We weren't having this mass. Hip hop wasn't huge, which that's really the the music that spread across. I mean, I guess rock and roll technically, but hip hop's the real yeah. one that's gotten and like EDM music, the young people. So why do they like? How does how does I just don't get how they start to care? Are they just that bored in their little irrelevant country? That's what I have to think. But because what's weird to me is that all these countries Maybe hate the United right. States. They look at us as uncultured swine. Maybe it's a globalist agenda. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even then, that wouldn't make like what what does it benefit the globalists to have everyone care about the United States? Is it just their starting point for spreading information to the world? Because like, I mean, that seems like a negative thing because America, for all of its flaws, it actually would be a detriment to an authoritarian regime in many ways, like China, like, uh, you know, parts of the Middle East, parts of Africa, like, peop- you know, North Korea. They don't want America because what comes with all of our ridiculous nonsense is also individuality, which they don't want. So it seems like they actually would not want the America to be popular from a globalist perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Then, <laughs> yeah, it's I just I don't get why they care so much. It's like the B, there were BLM riots so in much. Britain. It's like yeah, and I don't get why Britain cares so much about BLM either. And you know, I I heard this interesting. Um, so I want to do a whole thing on it, but the history of slavery and how that got adopted into colonial law, where basically, uh, as they spread out internationally in international waters. Um, Britain, they adopted mercantile law for trade and stuff. That was actually how they were able to get um, – that's how slavery was legal in Britain. Before that, it had never happened for hundreds of years from like you know 14th century, I guess, when they started to become an empire to then in the 1700s. That's when they adopted mercantile law, and then that's when slavery started. They did it for a few years, and then they said this isn't um, – this doesn't fall within our laws. And then they got rid of slavery. Then shortly after the U S did. Um, but how did we get to there? Oh yeah. So there, uh, that got me interested and interested in thinking about, um, slavery as a whole and the entire slave trade, because I know America and Britain were a very small part of this very big, it was mainly, uh, Brazil and then the middle East. That was the majority of the African slave trade. Um, by a pretty significant margin. We'll do a whole thing on that. But um, it got me, yeah, it got me thinking about why is BLM such a big deal in, you know, Britain? And the answer is because it was a big deal in America. Why? It, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so I, I don't know. Somebody leave a comment if you have any idea why the rest of the world cares so much about American politics and not even our politics are culture because like Roe v. Wade it doesn't actually it's not going to affect anything in Italy for instance but these it's just like these rallies that don't do anything 
it's a, a pop culture issue that affects the culture and how people feel about abortion. It's, it doesn't have any actual impact. So it matters to states. Yeah. Not, well, or, the United States yeah, has a unique aspect United of here. United States, individual states, not Italy, Britain, France. Yeah. So Ireland. Yeah. They've so that's got why bigger I'm, issues. They should worry about <laughs> trying to steamrolling them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like even with just the little, the little threat of Russia. Which obviously is not going. Russia is not going to start taking over the over Europe. But even then, they're all nervous and they want into the like Sweden wants into NATO and all this stuff. Um, speaking of China, that actually takes me to our next article here. Um, so, why China is seriously angry with the U.S. and why the U.S. is right to provoke that anger? And this article is from like two or three weeks ago, July 13th. So it might be a little outdated, but I thought it was interesting because this was before the Pelosi stuff with her, you know, don't fly over, which turned out to be nothing, of course. Um, other countries aside from, or other administrations aside from the Biden administration are capable of empty threats, as it turns out. Um, but I thought this was interesting because nobody was – everyone's talking about air and Taiwan and stuff. Nobody was talking about the the international waters issue, which for all the trade and commerce that goes through China and India and all those different um, sea – or around those land masses in the seas and the oceans, uh, that, especially from a military perspective, would be much more important than any sort of air travel because that's – you know, we still have – I guess, I don't I don't know what percent of the military travels around via boat because our experience is mostly with the Marine Corps, but the, there's a lot more people on boats and mews floating around than there are people flying to the Middle East. Yeah, and in a conventional sense, we would be using shipping. I mean, to, yeah, like that's like our main mode of transportation. Scale. Yeah, like yeah, a C-17 does good when we're moving and, platoons yeah. and battalions around in their equipment. Mm-hmm. You're moving a whole military. I mean, even C-17s. Yeah. Well, even the Shipping. army would use ships, and you're talking about. Uh, oh yeah. The amount of troops you'd move over for a conflict Merchant with China yeah. too. Yeah. So the the sea is a much more important aspect. Um, so let's see. China is seriously in quotations upset with the United States for having the gall to sail in international waters. Um, the USS Benfold's transit through the Parcel Islands chain of the South China Sea on Wednesday shows that the United States is an out-and-out creator of security risks in the South China Sea and destroyer of regional peace and stability. So says the Chinese Ministry of Defense. By this action, Beijing added, the U.S. has seriously violated China's sovereignty and security, seriously undermined the peace and stability of the South China Sea, and seriously violated international law and norms of international relations. Um, let's see. Uh, the truth is that the Paracel Islands are in international waters far away from the Chinese mainland. But don't take my word for it. Take a map and a measurement. Um, let's see. So the map here shows a nearly 170-mile distance between the islands, the islands and China's nearest actual territory, Hainan Island. Um, so you could pull it up there. So it's not really that close. Um, to appreciate truly the there should be a comma there the ludicrousness of China's inventive geography look at the next map below it covers the so-called nine dash line extent of China's claims over the near entirety of the South China Sea Uh, 
It was yeah. pretty big. It's the entire China Sea gives them a little. Yeah. <laughs> they can stay right at the Philippines coast. Yeah. So the very southern tip of that nine-dash line, the James Shoal, is just shy 998 miles, by my measurement, of 1,000 miles from Hainan Island. The James Shoal is 70 miles from Malaysia. So considering that territorial waters exist only 12 miles from a shoreline, China's assertion that it owns the James Shoal represents an 8,300% exaggeration of its legal territorial waters. The only thing in international politics that could possibly match the absurdity of these claims is the rhetorical ridiculousness of China's diplomacy. This is obviously an opinion piece of someone who's not a fan of China. Um, still, this issue is deadly serious. Depending on the estimating criteria, uh, depending on the estimating criteria, the South China Sea accounts for between four to six tri- trillion in annual trade flows. That's why I was saying it's not just military. There's a huge – the bodies of water around there are massive economic trade routes. I think with um, all the goods that China produces, all that's getting shipped places. So. Yeah. Yeah. And India too, which I want to do a whole yeah. thing on India and whose side they would take, how useful of an ally they'd be. Barnes got me thinking of that. I don't know if you had a chance to check out the episode. I know you're in Tennessee, yeah. but um, that was an interesting aspect of this. I've never really considered is India within this entire conflict. Who shares? Apparently, there's again. I got to do a deep dive on it. Um, there's been a bunch of violence on the border as well with people executing different people. Yeah, you're, dude. <laughs> Isn't that where we've come really close to nukes, like nuclear war a few times? Uh, I don't know. If you know more about it than I do, then we'll have to get into that. But um, let's see. It is also rich in energy reserves, which China wants to exploit to the maximum extent possible. Um, Oh, also rich in fish. Also rich in fish and energy reserves. Sorry. Um, After all, China wants to extract political obedience from the nations that rely on those waters to sustain their export-dependent economies. Philippines, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Taiwan. Um, so choking out our allies, who are mainly export economies. Um, so I just thought all that was interesting. I wanted to bring it up because nobody's talking. They, they were talking about the planes with uh, Pelosi. No one was talking about the seas. But that could be a major, major hotspot because I'm sure China and the U.S. understand how important that is. But they're keeping it out of out of the main mainstream headlines. I wonder if that's for a reason, if there's back channels being discussed or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I wanted to cover that. Um, what do you think China's going to do with Taiwan? This isn't on the notes, but do you... Are you thinking that there could actually be a hot war there? As of right now, I mean... <laughs> Again, could be 100% wrong every second with the Ukraine thing. I'm like, doggone it. I thought something else would, would have happened. But as of right now, I don't see how they would go with, into a hot war with us. They mm-hmm. do not have the 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 uh, Navy, the the Air Force, or, or anything to even come close to a fighting a war if it's mm-hmm. like that. In 10 years, though, you know, as they're pumping out nuclear carriers and all this other stuff, sure. But... Again, why would they even want to in the first place? Well, in 10 years, people forget that other countries, they can't really plan for the U.S.'s um, political situation in 10 years because we rotate really every eight years, but we'll probably be rotating again here soon. So they can't can't really plan ahead for that. They got to move now with this administration or wait for another potentially 
weaker or as weak administration, which would be hard to talk. Well, then, yeah, but you're, you're going to have to hope that no one in this administration does does anything because it would still be ridiculously costly if America did respond. And yeah. I don't see why they would push that, that well, issue. I don't see why. The, I think that they accomplish quite a bit by just showing how weak we are and that we're not going to do anything. Like they just – they can poke the bear and then the bear's not going to do anything. So it's kind of – I mean they've already gotten – like they've gotten away with basically uh, a nuclear strike in the United States with COVID yeah. and with fentanyl. It's like they wiped out a major city. It's like they wiped out New York yeah. City. I mean, truly, it is. If you run the numbers, yeah. they might as they would have done less damage dropping a nuclear weapon on the United States, and we've done absolutely nothing. So we came and call it. Now up, they're so. doing like they, like they've already. And they're like the bully who's you know not. They haven't just outright punched us in the face, but they just keep flicking spitballs at us. The polar bear at the edge of the camp. You shoot the flare at it, it's scared. You shoot the flare at it again, it's a little less scared. Yeah. It's just figuring it out, you know, and it's like... Yeah. But I don't know if it's quite yet, you know, just... just, Boy, that'd be costly for them. And and it's all about, you know, GDP having the best technology. I mean, right now... That's right. They're great at manufacturing. They're not great at innovation. Yeah, the you know M MPF. I mean, America's oh, dumping uh, America's dumping a, a bunch of money into basically you know more amphibious assaults. The Marine Corps is getting back to that. Like we're getting a basically a, you know a tank that can you know isn't protected like yeah, a tank. What is this link? I'll pull this up on here. Oh, it's, it's uh, the defense. I'll post. I'll send you the the best one I find. This has all been pretty new. That's yeah. I've been hearing about this for the past year or six months or so. And then more and more coming out. There was some competing models, all, all sorts of stuff. So but we're investing a uh, lighter in- weight, you know, mobile gun that can, you know, support infantry, hammer stuff, can't be defeated like a missile, can and, do amphibious yeah. landings, can be on a beach, can be in rough, ter- rough mountainous, ter- you know, terrain in South America, yeah. can be on the beaches in Taiwan. So, yeah. so it is like okay, but all that's really expensive. You know, the uh, new weapons mm-hmm. platform is really expensive. Every thing is just gotten so expensive so mm-hmm. well it's like maybe china can, can just keep raising that cost they pit out the end they're so far behind like all sorts well, of like new gen stuff they're pitting look, out we got such a huge black budget there will never ever be an underfunded u.s military not for research and development we will like they don't care how many individual soldiers die but they want the best technology they do all the politicians across the board understand that so yeah i'm not worried if they want to mine for rare earth minerals in montana they'll do it like yeah. they don't all that stuff goes out the window whenever they're talking about whenever uncle sam talks about defense. yeah yeah they have no <laughs> problem spending money especially well. for the military industrial complex which We'll probably we'll end up getting into today, but we'll do it as a separate episode mm-hmm. and we'll release it after. But um, yeah, I was talking to Pat about this to a guy at work. Um, he's watching this. Um, there's so much stuff that China too um, is going to have to. Well, we were talking about technology, right? Because China has the ability to create a bunch of stuff, reverse engineer a bunch of stuff, but they struggle with the uh, innovation side of it. Not only that. There's so much stuff. Their military is so behind the curb on even little things. And the example I used with him is, um, like, the Russians know to do this, um, or 
they clear behind the door as they clear a room. Now, they just shoot behind it, but that's not as effective because you might miss. The military, especially after, like, Fallujah and uh, Ramadi, learned when you enter a building, you slam into a door to make sure there's no one behind it as you're clearing the corner. Little things like that that take hundreds, if not thousands of lives in a live fire you know, combat situation, those little tiny adjustments that you learn over the course of it that make you that much more effective, which, you know, little things make a big difference in war. They're so behind the curve, China. Russia, at least, has been messing around with Syria and stuff like that. China is so behind the curve on that. Their military... They thermals. <laughs> yeah, their military is so behind ours. Uh, for all of our issues... We still are a much more formidable military than China. Yeah. They may have numbers, but at the same time, you also have to think about how many, if we're killing 10 to 1 of their guys, how many of their guys start to lose faith? How many, like, there's so many issues that they haven't thought about, you know? They're getting better, though. That's what I'm trying to, they're, they're putting in, again, new MBTs, trying to get into planes again, nuclear power, carrier subs, like they're, they're dumping money into it. Yes, but we're also, again, one administration away from, you know, clamping down on China economically again yeah. or, you know, amping up our military. I'm, I'm not saying sure like for the right now, the here and now, maybe they've, you know, we're and here, they're here, and now maybe it's going this way, but it's going so – it's still – we're not in any danger of being behind them yet. And are we really one, you know, administration away too from clamping down on them? Really, though, like sure. If you get, I mean, look at look at the the foreign policy of, and you know, I don't want to worship Trump, but it's maybe one of the. Did you get him? It's maybe one of the good things. It's you can't do everything in four years. I'm saying one of the spotlights of his administration was foreign policy. Peace broke out in the Middle East. Russia was. that, you know, ending aggression, they stopped um, messing around with places, um, stopped with the threats that they were making. And, you know, like under Obama, they invaded Crimea. Um, so Russia was taking care of peace in the Middle East. And then China, China was... He called out China too. Yeah, lot, which China... And yeah, that, that that's a start, you know. But. Yeah, we were very strong in our stance with uh, Taiwan, and we were bombing terrorist leaders to prove that Trump may be crazy, but he means what he's going to say. We had North Korea for the first time U.S. president going to North yeah, Korea Moabs. and putting his life in danger. People don't realize that that was a ballsy move. Um, they could have just taken him and killed him if they wanted to. Yeah. But my point is, you look at that, all those different changes in four years with everyone, even the Republicans against him, so you imagine we get someone who's a little bit more palatable, like a DeSantis, and give him eight years, you know, with like Congress and uh, the Senate, you could get a lot done. You know, I mean, that I'm not saying that's going to happen. It could keep going like this, and then eventually they could overtake us. I'm saying immediately right now with this Taiwan issue, I, I, I think that they know that we. I think that there's an understanding that they're not there yet. Yeah. I agree. So, and again, that brings up the, if there was a conflict, India would probably side with us, and that's a very big, big ally. So it's just, I don't think that they have, I think that they talk a lot, but I don't think that they have the ass for the fight right now. I agree, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Let's see who's right in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck school, nigga, I'ma be a dope dealer. I'ma be a killer, yep, a urban gorilla. 
I'ma stack Skrilla, yeah, buy me a villa Sell a 5-0 to my auntie Priscilla I don't give a fuck, that she look like Drilla Hit that shit one more time and fuck